Well, let's, we'll get started tonight, and uh, uh, I am enjoying our time on Sunday nights. Next Sunday night, uh, we, won't be, we won't have service next Sunday night, so keep that in mind. Uh, it's the fifth Sunday this year. We started doing that on the fifth Sunday, giving you the, that Sunday night off. And uh, so next Sunday night, we'll, we'll have a break from this. And the next Sunday night, we've been doing this year the Lord's Supper uh, on uh, the first Sunday night. So next Sunday night, no service. The so Sunday night after that, the Lord's Supper. Then we'll pick back up uh, uh, with, uh, with the, uh, uh, the next section uh, in, in, in our progress through the foundation stage of, of, of building a Christian home. Uh, let me uh, let me get some some participation tonight, some help, uh, Jeff. I want you to look up Luke chapter number six. Uh, go all the way to the end of that chapter, verse number forty six, and hold your place there. I'm going to borrow your Bible in a minute. Luke chapter six and verse forty six. Uh, Anthony, I want you to go to Matthew chapter number seven. And verse 24, hold your place there. I'm going to borrow your Bible. And uh, that way y'all have got it and I don't have to hunt it down. Uh, Matthew chapter number 7, verse 24. You can go to both if you'd like or go to either one. Uh, but we'll be in both of them tonight. Uh, let, me, uh, let me remind you of, of our, con, uh, our subject matter. Uh, we, are, we are dealing with the foundation stage of building a Christian home, building a, a life uh, that is set on the foundation that is Christ. And so we've looked at the priority of, of a solid foundation, uh, that a home that is built on the Word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. We saw last week, last week the pattern of a solid foundation. If you missed that one last week, that was uh, the Lord met in here with us. Uh, we had an altar of prayer afterwards. God spoke to us. Uh, if you missed that, I can't reproduce or replace what happened last Sunday night, but if you can at least get the information, I would encourage you to go on our uh, website and listen to that. That's why we make them available. Uh, tonight, uh, I want us to uh, uh, look at the pressure of a solid foundation. I've added one more to it, and I'm working on it. Uh, maybe next time we come back on Sunday night, we'll look at the price of a solid foundation. It's going to cost you something. And we, and we see that in Luke chapter number uh, uh, 6 where he digged down the foundation until he got to the rock. Uh, it's going to cost you some effort, uh, but it's worth the price. Uh, and then we'll close this section out with the product of a solid foundation. Let's spend a little bit of time tonight. We may not get finished. If we don't, that'll be all right. Uh, I'm not in any hurry. If the Lord comes back, he can tell you all about it. Uh, if, if, and if he doesn't come back soon, then we'll, we'll reconvene uh, when, uh, when we uh, meet back again in a couple weeks in my class. Uh, the pressure of a solid foundation. It is priority. Uh, it is, uh, what was the, uh, the, the last one, the priority uh, and the, Huh? The pattern. Jesus Christ is the pattern. Uh, let's look tonight at the pressure. Uh, are you in Luke chapter number 6? Uh, what verse did I tell you? I don't remember. Uh, verse number 46. Luke chapter 6 and verse number 46. Uh, same story, different account. Uh, 
verse number 46, and why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Well, that's a good question, ain't it? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that with out a foundation built a house upon the earth uh, against which the stream did beat vehemently, word I know how to pronounce it and it left my brain, I think I got it close, uh, and immediately it fell uh, and the ruin of that house was great. Let me see your Bible. You're in Matthew chapter number seven, right? Verse number 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended and the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Uh, both of those texts uh, dealing with the same issue, just a, a, a little different in the, uh, uh, in the same story, uh, no, no uh, um, you know, people say, well, he said it this way and he said it that way. Uh, no no um, uh, error in it at all, just uh, a different perspective of the same storm that came to the same man, to the same house. Uh, Matthew's gospel said that the, the home was hit with three things. It said the home was uh, hit with the rain, uh, which led to the flood and was followed by the wind. Uh, I want to look at all three of those tonight uh, uh, as we deal with, and we may not deal with all of them, but I want to look at those three as we deal with the pressure of a solid foundation. Uh, and I want to make an announcement to you tonight that you're already aware of. Uh, if you're going to live in this life, you are going to face the pressures uh, of situations and storms that would shake the foundation of your life, of your marriage, of your family, uh, sometimes even of your faith. Uh, and if you're not attached uh, and anchored to something steadfast, uh, you might not make it. Uh, thank God tonight my salvation is anchored to the Lord Jesus. That's why I'm not worried about losing it. I'm anchored to the Lord Jesus Christ and there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God because the anchor point is I am fastened to him. And I might not be able to withstand, but he can withstand. And with him, I too can withstand uh, because I'm connected to him. Uh, the same way with our Christian homes. Uh, there, there's, no, there's, no, um, uh, there's no one beyond the floods. There's no one beyond the rain. There's no one beyond the wind or the pressures of life. But uh, have, you ever, have you ever watched someone go through things and you think, how, how can people get through that without the Lord? Uh, 
Uh, I, I think uh, one of our recent presidents made a, a false statement and said that Christianity uh, is a crutch for weak people to lean on. Uh, and that is a false statement, but an accurate statement. Uh, because I, what, he's, what, he is, uh, what he is saying, what he was saying is that people who lean on Christianity are weak, signifying that people who don't are strong. But the truth of the matter is, is we're all weak, uh, and we all need Christ as a foundation, or all of us uh, are in peril uh, at one point or another. Uh, if I'm going to... Uh, as, a, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, if I'm going to uh, stand in this evil hour, uh, there's a lot of stuff coming. There's a lot of stuff that has come our way, that will come our way. Uh, I need something that I can stand on, my wife can stand on, our children can stand on. Uh, and, and there's a lot of things that people put in the place of God but when the problems of life come, it separates their marriage. When the problems of life come, it separates their life. Uh, and so let's, let's look tonight at the pressure of a solid foundation. Uh, number one, it can, a solid foundation can withstand the rain. It can withstand the rain. Let me see your Bible again. Matthew chapter number seven, uh, verse number uh, verse number, oh goodness, what verse is it? Uh, verse number 25. And the rain descended. The first thing we see in the text that came upon both of these men's houses, and I gave you the verse a couple weeks ago that raineth on the just and the unjust alike, or the same. Uh, I can't quote it exactly. I don't remember it exactly. I don't want to misquote it, but I'm sure I did. Uh, but the, the, the emphasis is, is that whether you're saved or lost, the rain's coming. Whether you're saved or lost, storms are coming. Uh, and God is uh, sovereign and God is good and he sends rain to good people and bad people and saved people and lost people. Uh, it rains on the just and the unjust. Uh, but the alternative of that is the same as well. Uh, even if you're uh, even if you're doing good, uh, rains that would hinder progress uh, can still come your way. Uh, the old uh, question is: Is uh, why does good things happen to bad people? I heard a preacher say the other day. He said, "I got a better question for you." Uh, or, or the question was, "Why does bad things happen to good people?" Is what he said. And you've heard that question. How come, and, and everybody wants to know the answer. How come bad things always happen to good people? He said, I got a better question. How come good things happen to bad people? Uh, and he said that we're all bad apart from God. How come God showed any goodness to me? How come God showed any kindness to me? Probably ought to be a better question that we're asking ourselves or others. Why, was, why would God be good to me as bad as I have been to him? Uh, and, 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 uh, this uh, text, we have a man with some wisdom and he decided if I'm going to build a home, I'm, if I'm going to build a life and I'm going to have a wife, I'm going to raise children, I want to do that on something that I can stand on when everything comes against it. Uh, when, when, when storms and trouble and trials come, I want a home that, that, that I can say to my son, it'll be all right, we're in the hands of God. I can say to my daughter, if I had one, it'll be all right. Uh, God uh, is a solid foundation. I can say to my spouse, I don't know what's going on or why 
but we're going to be all right, come what may. Uh, I think that's what Job meant when he sat down in the ashes of everything that he lost and said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And he didn't end it there, but he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. See, if he'd have built his house, his, his life on his riches, well, what are you going to do when you lose them? If he'd have built his life on his family, what are you going to do when they grow up? Or what are you going to do when they pass away? Or what are you going to do? If his faith was anchored in his mother, if his faith was anchored in his money, if his faith was anchored in his wife, what are you going to do when Mrs. Job walks in and says, why don't we just curse God and die, Job? See, Job had an anchor that was holding on to something greater than his wife. He was holding on to something greater than his children. As great as children can be, that was not the anchor point of his faith. It was holding on to something that was greater than his money or his servants or his wealth or even his, uh, even his own personal character. And he was of astounding character. The Bible describes him as a, a man that was upright and perfect in his generation. And, and, and not that he was sinlessly perfect, but he was a complete man of stature that stood upon the righteousness of God. And he had a testimony and he had personal conviction and personal character. But when the storms of life came, he was not anchored to his character. He was not anchored to his conviction. He was not anchored to his, uh, to his standing. He was not anchored to his wife or his children or his finances or his servants or his belongings. But he was anchored to a rock that is steadfast. And if I'm going to build a home in 2023, I better anchor it to something that's not shifting and moving. Uh, with the cares of this life. Uh, and so in our text, Matthew chapter seven, we find the first thing that came to both of these men's home was the rain. I, I thought about that and out beside that as I, uh, as I underlined some things and wrote some things down in my notebook, I wrote out, and you're not gonna believe this when I say it tonight, but I want you to get it and I'm gonna give you some Bible verses that back it up. Uh, the pressure of a solid foundation it can withstand the rain and I put in parentheses besides that uh, beside that that is the blessings of God a solid foundation can withstand the blessings of life the blessings of the Lord uh, let me read to you a little bit more times than not rain is associated with the blessings of God in times of judgment, God would shut up the clouds. Uh, one reference is Isaiah chapter five, verse number six. He said, I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. You remember we were in Isaiah five this morning. God said my vineyard didn't want to produce uh, uh, fruit uh, that was edible and enjoyable. Uh, it produced wild grapes and so I'll tear down the walls and the fences and, and, and then he said, uh, I'll not prune it uh, and then he said in, in chapter 5, verse 6, I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. He said, I will command that there be no more blessings of rain uh, on this vineyard. Uh, in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, Elijah stood before Ahab and declared there would be no rain for seven years as a result of the judgment of God. Just as the lack of rain was a sign of judgment, and the workings of the hand of God, so the sending of rain was associated with the blessings of God. Psalm 68 verse nine, 
Thou, O God, didst send the plentiful rain whereby thou didst confirm thine inheritance when it was weary. Acts chapter 14, verse 17. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons filling our hearts with food and gladness. While not always the case, many times rain is associated and connected with the blessings of God. Isn't that interesting? Something that ordinarily is such a blessing could end up being such a burden. Something so desired could be the very thing that causes such destruction. Uh, It is in our text that one man, the rain comes upon his home and it stands. Another man, the rain comes upon his home and it washes away. Uh, uh, we were building some fences at the house a little while back and um, we, we set our corner posts on those fences and uh, we, we uh, dug the holes with the auger and, and then we filled them with uh, concrete uh, and, and set them and tamped them and packed them and uh, anytime my fence is just a, we've got electric fence and anytime it's just a little bit sway and I can go out there and crank on that uh, on that fence and tighten it up and pull from one point to the other and all of that pressure is holding because of the concrete that is holding in that foundation. Uh, I got a little lazy in one spot and I run out of concrete and didn't want to go get any and I thought, well, I'll just extra tamp it. Uh, and every time I tighten that fence in that one little run, that one little section, I can, I can see when I go back to that corner post where it's moved about a half an inch every time. Uh, that I that I do that, uh, especially when it rains. Uh, if the ground's dry, it's like the dirt's like concrete. This South Georgia dirt we got is like concrete when it's dry. But when it gets wet, uh, that pressure pulls that post, and you can literally go look and see. Uh, at some point, I'm going to have to put a brace up and concrete that brace, or I'm going to lose that part of the fence eventually. Uh, the the rain is a blessing. It was a blessing for both men, but for one man, his house withstood. For the other man, it, uh, it brought down his home. You say, why in the world would you liken that to the blessings of God? Well, let's consider tonight, and that may be where we'll spend all of our time, some blessings of life uh, that after uh, bring destruction uh, without a solid foundation, to stand on. Uh, Blessings that bring destruction. I thought about some things this afternoon. Uh, Marriage is a blessing. Uh, The Bible said, a man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Uh, And still, even in today's society, that's what everybody's aiming for. Uh, I know that in the last days, they'll be forbidden to eat meat and forbidden to marry. And I think we're getting to that point uh, closely, quickly, uh, but still, people grow up, and what do they want to do? Uh, they want to get their driver's license. They want to grow up after that. They want to graduate high school. And then one of the next things on the agenda is they want to find somebody. A man wants to find a woman. A woman wants to find a man to get married to. And they, want, they want somebody that they can spend their life with. And I would say to you tonight that marriage is a blessing. Uh, children are a blessing. Uh, if you've been married for a little while and you decide we want to have children, maybe you didn't decide and God just decided for you 
and you have children and, and they come into this world and you think, man, they are such a blessing in my life, except for about three o'clock in the morning when you can't sleep. Then you're reconsidering uh, your, 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 all your life decisions of getting married and having children. Uh, but uh, that quickly fades away and they go to bed and you say, man, it is a blessing to have these children. Uh, those are blessings in life. Uh, but why do, why do marriages fall apart for such a blessing? Uh, why, why, why don't so many people make it in marriage if, if marriage is such a blessed thing? I'll tell you why. Because if your marriage is your anchor, uh, then it probably isn't going to make it. Uh, this rain came. Again, it was a blessing. Uh, people, people all over the world want it to rain. I was glad it rained at the house. The grass grew and, and turned green. Everything was drying up. It was a blessing. But if I lived in a tent, it might not be such a blessing. If I, if I lived outside in the backyard, it might not be such a blessing. If I was not prepared for the blessing, uh, I, I know that when I say that, that sounds, uh, <laughs> that sounds uh, um like a TV televangelist, you need to be prepared for the blessing. But the reality is, is that these blessings uh, of life are sometimes the very thing that sink us. Uh, I've watched people do real good and in, in they're faithful in church and then pray and God give me a spouse and God give them a spouse and then they don't need to pray anymore. Come to church and living for God and wanting to serve God and God give them what it is that they're wanting. And when they get what they're wanting, the thing that they got is what keeps them from coming to God, coming to church. Most of us, if we tell the truth tonight, when we came to church, we were in a mess and we needed help. And we came to God and we came to church and we figured we'd find God at church and thank God there's some churches where you can find God at church and we come to church and found God, met with God, asked God to help us, gave our life to God, surrendered our life to God, and then God began to fix things in our life and put things in our life together. And then when he did, you can't find us because what we needed is fixed and it becomes the very thing that gets us out of the will of God. Uh, I think marriage is a good thing tonight, but your marriage can get you out of the will of God. Somebody that you're married to can, uh, 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 and I hope this is never the case for any of you, but somebody or myself uh, or, or, or me to my wife or you to your spouse, but somebody that you're married to can absolutely crush your confidence and your joy uh, and be the very reason that you're no longer right with God. It's not always that way. But see, if, if your foundation was your marriage, that's sinking sand. Because there's not a marriage in this world at some point that's not going to face some, some heavy rain and storms and winds. Uh, I've seen people build their whole life upon that of their children. Here's the bad thing about doing that. They are constantly outgrowing you. They are headed for adulthood and you can't stop them. And what are you going to do when all of your Christianity is based upon the fact that you need to go to church so that you can be a good example to those children in your life? What are you going to do when they grow out of your home? 
I, I need to read my Bible because I want my kids to see me reading my Bible. I need to read my Bible because I want my children to grow up on Bible principles. I need to go to church because I want them to be a part of a church. But what happens when the blessings of God in your life grow up? Or what happens when they don't turn out the way you thought they would? See, they, they, they can't be your foundation. I'm talking tonight about the, uh, 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 about the pressure of a solid foundation. And sometimes that pressure comes from the very things that God has given us that we've asked him for. You can make an excuse out of the answer to your prayer. You can pray, God give me a wife, God give her to you, and now you don't have time to live for God. God give me a husband, God gives him to you, and now you don't have time to serve the Lord. God give me children and God gives them to you and, and now you don't need to pray. You got what you wanted. Does this make any sense tonight? What about finances? Do you remember when you were poor and lived by faith? I do. I still do sometimes. Uh, I fluctuate. Just, just depends on what week you catch me. I might be might be abounding in wealth this week and poor the next week. I, uh, I, I live on a preacher's salary. Uh, but I'm a whole lot better off now than I used to be when we first started out. I didn't have anything. And, uh, you, you, you ever been so poor that, uh, that uh, uh, you, you, you had to turn over couch cushions to see if there was enough money to go get you a, 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 a dollar cheeseburger at McDonald's? Not that you were starving. There's stuff probably in the pantry, but when you, when, 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 uh, when you can't go get one because you don't have money, it sort of makes you want to go get one, don't it? I drive by 20 McDonald's on my way anywhere to go because there's a million of them, you know, um, and they're everywhere, uh, and never even think about stopping in unless I run out of money. And, then, and, and I ain't been that bad off in a long time, but but I might be tomorrow and then ride by one and think, boy, what I wouldn't give for a cheeseburger. Uh, and, 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 and you tithe, most poor people tithe that go to church. Not all of them, but most of the people in church that tithe, they're not financially sound and together. They're just doing it by faith because they want to please the Lord. That's the truth. People that have everything and after everything and getting everything, most of them don't do it honestly. But the people who's living week to week, day to day, paycheck to paycheck, and relying on God, not themselves or their bank account or their job, they want to do right by the Lord. And they give. They give by faith. A missionary comes in and they say, well, I don't know how I'm going to pay my power bill this week, but God told me to give my power bill money to the missionary. Oh, I've been there. And God blesses you. And you get a little bit of money and then you become a tight one. I don't want to give to nobody. And then you don't need to ask God for anything. You don't have to do anything by faith. I'm talking about some blessings of life that can sink you. Here's the deal about your money tonight. It's not guaranteed. It really is just a piece of paper. And it's not backed up by a whole lot. And it can all be over tomorrow. 
be surprised if tomorrow morning there was a public service announcement and says, uh, excuse me, U.S. citizens, your dollar no longer has value. And we've been bought out by, by another country, probably China. And, and so, sorry, uh, but your money is not your money anymore. And so we're, we're going to give you some government uh, techno money. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know that it would be that way, but I, I can see it. What about all these people who that's their foundation? That's what makes them what they are, who they are, is their financial stability. And I'm not against that. I'd like to have some of that. I'd like to have, and God's always met every need and taken care of us. I'm not poor mouthing or complaining. But if your whole life or marriage or Christianity is based on the fact that you got enough money and you credited that to your own workings or to the work. God, it makes no difference. That's not a foundation you can stand on. You hear me tonight? Some of the blessings of life that often bring destruction if they're not built upon a solid foundation, finances. Um, I'm just thinking out loud this evening. Uh, we, we want the best for our children. I do. We don't want them to struggle. But you might ought to just get out of their way and let them struggle a little bit. Probably wouldn't hurt them no more than it did you to be poor for a year or two in their life. And to have to pray and ask God and work real hard and save real hard. And, and I think that's the problem of society today. All the young people grow up and think that they need everything that took mom and dad a lifetime to get. They need it yesterday. And there's plenty enough banks to loan them the money. And they go out and borrow all the money to get all the toys and all the things. And then one day they realize they got more debt than they got money. And if we just get out of the way and let God be God, it's not a bad thing for you to be poor. It's not a bad thing for you to struggle financially. It's not a bad thing for you not to have. It'd probably be worse for you to have all of those things and think you did something and everything you got is anchored to that. I'm talking about building solid homes, solid families that are anchored to something other than the marriage, other than the children, other than the money. The rain came. Rain is a blessing. It's a blessing. Sometimes the blessings of God and the blessings of life are the things that, that pull at us the most. And I'm not at all saying that you shouldn't want to get married. I'm not at all saying that you shouldn't want to have children. I'm not at all saying that you shouldn't want to be financially stable. But what I am saying is if you make Christ your foundation, then he can help you handle the weight of marriage. He can help you handle the weight and responsibility of children. He can help you handle the weight and responsibility of finances. Because I'm going to tell you something tonight. There is a weight that comes with children that you don't recognize until you get you some. And when you get you some, you find out that it's never ending. We just gave Levi a, a, a phone. He's 16. It was a battle I, I just determined. I told him years ago, son, I hate it. You're going, you're going to hate me for it, but I'm not going to let you have one. I know different people do different things. You do whatever you want to do. Uh, you've heard my preaching. You know what I think. Um, I'm not... Uh, 
um, I, I could not in, in good conscience um, hand him the whole world wide web in, in his hand. Uh, he turned 16, we, we've studied, we researched, we called people, we talked to people, and we found a, uh, we found a, uh, a company uh, called Gab Wireless. I never had heard of it. Uh, my wife asked Cherith, Cherith found it, sent it to uh, my wife, and we looked into it. Uh, all of my, uh, 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 there's no internet at all. Even if he's somewhere with Wi-Fi, there's no internet. That don't bother me a bit. He don't need internet. If he needs to Google something, he's got a daddy or a mama. Uh, or a computer, or a or home computer that, that the whole family is, uh, uh, is in touch with. Uh, there's, there's plenty of places. You, you, you don't have to have that, you know. Um, and, and you don't want to do I'm not knocking you. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Uh, these things you think you'd have to have to figure out or deal with. Um, there's no internet at all. There's GPS on it, and so we can know where he's at at all times. He can't off uh, GPS, and, and, and then he can find out where he's going. So if he gets lost, he can type in where he wants to go. Uh, any message, we have an app. It's a Samsung. It's a smartphone. looks just like my iPhone. It's not a flip phone. It's just like my iPhone. Uh, any, any message uh, he gets, uh, he can't delete them. He cannot delete a message he gets, cannot delete a message that he sends. Uh, it's, it's, it's there unless we delete it. Uh, the, 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 the app, uh, the Gab wireless app is always working. If somebody sends something to him uh, and they're not a contact, uh, it immediately sends it to us. If somebody sends him something that, uh, that is, uh, takes some discretion, uh, it don't send it to him, it sends it to us, and he can't open it until we approve it. Uh, he, he can't erase any of those things. Anyways, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at, and if you're looking for something good, uh, there are some things out there if you'll do your homework. Uh, but, but that's a wait. I told my wife, I said, uh, I've, been, I've been dreading his 16th birthday for a long time because I know he's going to, I want him to have, uh, man, we're raising kids today, and don't let them want to drive or do anything. Uh, 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 let's put a little unction behind them and say, hey, uh, you know, I, when I, I remember when I turned 16, I, I, my daddy worked me too hard for me to want to be at home all the I think the problem is, is they're too comfortable in their bedroom with the air conditioning and the video game. They don't want to go anywhere. Curtis Williams would have had me cutting okra. And, and, and a car and a license and freedom. Yeah, sign me up for that. Uh, yeah, I, I want that. Um, but I was dreading it. I mean, that's a weight. How am I going to give my son, who I've done the best I can, to protect his eyes? And I ain't been perfect at it because it's coming from everywhere. But how am I going to, how am I going to protect him? That's a, that's a weight. There, there is, there is, there is, and I, I mean, I, this is not foolproof. I, I, I guess to a degree it is, but people that want to get in trouble can find some way to do it. He ain't going to be able to get online and do it, but and he's a good boy, but none of them are good, even yours and mine. And if you've raised some teenagers, you've had to have some hard conversations and you've had to have some difficult days. Boy, there's a weight. 
how are you going to handle the weight of marriage and the weight of children and the weight of finances when the only thing you've got to stand on is your two legs? Here's a, here's, a, here's, a good, here's a good thing to help your marriage. I don't know what to do with you, and you don't know what to do with me. And we're butting heads, and this ain't working. But here's what I do know. God can help me, and God can help you, and me and you's about to take a time out. We're going to get both of us right with God, right here, right now, because we know where the foundation is, and if we've got to get back to it, let's get back to it so we can make this thing right. I don't know what to do with these kids. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to change it. I don't know how to, but I'll tell you what I do know. I know I got a Bible. I know I got a church. I know I got a God. I'm talking about a foundation you can stand on. Promotion, that's a blessing in life. How many folks have, God blessed them with the promotion and then the promotion turned around and pulled them out of the house of God. Uh, material goods. Didn't have anything and was serving God and God gave you everything that you asked for and wanted and, and, and you got all these material goods and now they keep you busy after pleasure and not after God. It's quiet. It's quiet here this morning. It's just been a quiet day, ain't it? I'm just going to go home and meditate in quietness. Quiet all day. The moral of the thought is not that we should avoid or run from the blessings of God, but rather that we should build upon a foundation that can handle the weight of all of these blessings. The truth is, it is more likely that your blessings sink your ship than any storm. With Christ as the foundation, I want to repeat that. The truth is, it is more likely that your blessings sink your ship than that any storm does it. With Christ as the foundation and chief cornerstone of our life, we can handle the weight of the blessings of life that would otherwise sink us. You think about, you think about a house. You, you build that house and that foundation and, and, and then you put the walls up and the doors up and put the roof on it and all of that good stuff. Uh, and that always a, a ton, you know, or tons. But there's a whole lot of weight in that house that you accumulated over time. When me and my wife first got married, we uh, everything we had was hand-me-down. Anybody ever enjoyed the blessedness of hand-me-down stuff? I, I have the bed. Now, we don't use this bed no more, but Hudson does. Uh, and this was hand-me-down, hand-me-down, hand-me-down. Hudson has the bed that I slept on as a child. Different mattress, same frame. Which is also the bed that my father slept on as a child who was born in 1962. Hand-me-down. That's some hand-me-down stuff. Uh, our couch was hand-me-down, and it had hand-me-down stains. Uh, our TV, when we first got married, we got married in 2000. And, in six, we got married January the seventh, oh six. I always get them confused and think it's January the sixth, oh seven. But I, 
but she's made the same mistake at least once, and so I'm on good grounds now because she's made that mistake at least once. Uh, we, we got married in 2006, and, and my, my step-grandmother, my first grandma died, my step-grandmother gave us a TV that was in her house, and it was the wooden box TV. You remember the wooden box TV and the console was inside the box of furniture and it sat on the floor and, and I, uh, that was handed down given to us. Uh, that move from uh, uh, where Seth and Cherith live, uh, we'd got another TV uh, uh, finally and we put that uh, TV up in the attic and when we moved we left that for Seth and or really for Seth at that point as a housewarming present. Uh, and it's still there. I'm never going to go get it unless the price of old TVs goes up. Then it's mine again. Uh, hand me down everything. Uh, didn't have much of what we did have, and what we did have was 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 hand me down everything. Now we got a house full of stuff. I really don't even know where it come from. Every closet's full. Uh, every every drawer is full. Uh, every 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 clothes hanger. We're constantly having to uh, buy clothes hangers. You'd think they just got up and walked away. The truth is, is there's too many clothes on the hangers. I think most of you are about the same. And everything you need and then some. Sometimes it's some very things that put more weight on our house. And I'm not saying you need to get rid of them. I'm saying you need, you need to be anchored to a solid foundation that can withstand that weight. They said to me, uh, I, I, heard, I heard somebody say, I listened and uh, said that all these lottery winners, everybody's wanting to win the lottery. I'd just rather tie the money to the Lord and know that it's going to a good place. Uh, number one, I'm not really interested in uh, supporting public education in the state of Georgia anyhow because from what it's teaching. Number two, I just put my money where I know it's in good hands and I'm not trying to win something, but here's what I do know. God has always taken care of me. And if I'm going to spend a dollar, I'd rather give it to the Lord. Uh, that's me. Uh, but everybody's trying to win the lottery, mega jackpots and all this money, you know, trying to get all this money. Uh, I heard someone say not too long ago, uh, that the majority of lottery winners end up poorer after they have won the lottery than they did before they ever won the lottery. Now, how is that? I tell you how, because all their life they was banking on the, on the fact they was going to win something and getting by, and they finally do win something, and they don't know how to live with what they got. And what they get ends up gone and costs them more in the long run and they end up living uh, in a worse state than they did before because they didn't know how to handle the blessings of life. You come in here bankrupt, you come in here on the bottom and every time you walked in these doors you wept and you worshiped and you thank God that he would even look your way and smile at you and you'd say stuff like, God, if you never bless me again, you've been good to me. And God got you out of that mess and God fixed your home and God gave you a home you could live in and God gave you the blessings of God and the very things that God blessed you with hardened your heart and cold in your heart, if that's a word, caused your heart to be cold to the things of God because you made those things the foundation of your life. 
mother, that child or them children is not your purpose for living. Christ is. And if he's not, you'll never be the kind of mother you need to be to them children. Sir, well, I get up every day and go to work to support my wife and children. How about this? I get up every day and go to work to honor Christ and to be the man that he wants me to be and with his help, he helps me to support my wife and children. If Christ is the center, if Christ is the cornerstone, if Christ is the centerpiece, if Christ is the foundation, then my, 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 my marriage can withstand the weight of the blessings. My, my finances, my children, we can withstand the weight of the blessings of God. So I can know what to do with them when Christ is center. Because he'll say stuff to you like, you don't need to give that to that kid. You, 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 don't, need to, you don't need to do that for them. H- have you ever been going to whip one of your kids? And uh, I know the answer for some, and that was never even a thought. But for most folks around here, probably it was. You ever been going to whip, and the Lord said, well, if, do it if you have to, but when you get done, you're going to need a whipping from me. Y'all, are y'all, I mean, no? Oh, the Lord talks to me like that. Well, they need a whipping, don't they? Yep, and so do you. It's like, well, Lord, I was thinking they probably don't need one tonight. You know, I will let that one slide. What do you say about that, Lord? Lord, talk to you about how to, how to deal with them blessings. The rain came. Probably just stopped right there. I think that's enough material for tonight. Maybe tonight, as we close, you'd take inventory of all the blessings that God has given you. And make sure that all these answered prayers that God has answered for you are not hindering you from praying tonight. Isn't that funny tonight how we need a, a storm we don't pray, we need a flood or we don't call on God, we need a ailment or we don't, we don't. You, you, you let some folks, their health be good, their wealth be good and their life prosperous and you can't find them. But you let them get a health scare from the doctor or a bank note uh, from, from, a, from a, uh, a creditor uh, and man, they're good to go in church the next six months until God fixes all that. Talking about the rain came. And both of them really essentially rain's a blessing. And both of them were hit with those blessings. And one man had enough foundation that he could withstand the weight of the rain. The blessings. And another man washed his house away. Sometimes I, I look and I'll say this and be done at people and they've got two-story house with the white picket fence and the two-car garage and the, and the perfect little adorable dog in the front yard and the little children who know no wrong and, and, and the wife who, who acts like June Cleaver uh, off of Leave It to Beaver, you remember? And they live in a little Mayberry town. And you think, boy, I'm telling you, man, what a family. That's what I... And if you pull back the veil... 
you find out that it ain't as perfect as people want you to think it is and they're drowning. And you find some old boy who's just getting by but he's giving God glory and he's living for God and he's found out that all of that is not my foundation. But my foundation is Christ wherein all of that resides. And because of that I can live and stand in this world. Lord, thank you for helping us tonight. I'm not sure uh, if I got the point across tonight like I would hope, maybe so. But if not, I pray that the Spirit of God would take the thought and continue preaching it to hearts. Lord, if I, if I failed to convey the message, maybe I didn't, maybe I did, but Lord, you can, you can convey the message to our hearts. Lord, thank you for the blessings of God, but I pray, Lord, we'd not, we'd not let it sink us. Lord, thank you. Next week, Lord, we'll, with your help, next time we have Sunday school or Bible classes, Lord, we'll, we'll, we'll look at the, the floods. That's the enemies. The floods of enemies coming against our home. Maybe we'll look at the wind being blown about by every wind of doctrine, every wind of, of man's imaginations and life. Lord, we need some stuff that our blessings can rest upon. We need some stuff that can keep the enemies out from blowing our home down. We need some stuff that can keep the trends and fads of life from moving and shifting us. Lord, would you help us tonight to be solid in our resolve, solid in our foundation. Lord, I pray, flat-footed and firm-standing. We thank you now in Christ's name, amen.